0: From Calvary Church of Santa Ana, this is the Calvary Life Podcast, the show where we share stories, laugh together, and have discussions about faith, life, and God with people from Calvary Church. Here are your hosts, Eric and Matt. Welcome to the Calvary Life Podcast. This is Eric Wakeling here with my good friend, Matthew Calvin Doe. Hello, Hello, my good friend as well, Eric Wakeling. How are you doing today, buddy? Doing good. Really good? Good. Oh, yeah, you just saw beneath that Sorry, stock answer, didn't you? <laughs> I did, I did. Yeah, so you guys, I love the 49ers have since I was seven years old when we're, they were the only team in the Bay Area because the Raiders were down here. That's right, and you grew up in yes. Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz, and uh, so yeah, I was a little sad about the 49ers. It was a great game, wasn't it? I mean, it was, it was back slow, and forth. Slow start. Slow start. But then it kind of picked up. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. I mean, anytime the Super Bowl can go to an overtime, that's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. But I was nervous. I was like, Patrick Mahomes, he's just like so good in those clutch situations, Uh and so I knew, I knew that there was going to be an uphill battle, and certainly it was. So as soon as (laughs) the Chiefs scored, I turned off the TV. Maybe, (gasps) maybe a little aggressively. (laughs) So you didn't get to see the, the trophy presentations. No, did you didn't not, turn it back on. Did not want to see any of you that. You didn't see the smoochy, smoochy time with uh, did Taylor, and Travis, Taylor get engaged? and Travis. Did they get engaged? They did not get engaged. Okay. So if you had, uh, you know, you bet that, <laughs> that line. Right. Or I heard people betting that. Um, but uh, no, there was a little smoochy, smoochy time. Okay. And all I could think of in that moment was um, I recently had to pick up Um, a friend of mine's kid from football practice. Yeah. And the smell of him in his pads was horrific. (laughs) Like <laughs> like when he was in his pads, yes. it's just the stench. Yeah. And so I'm wondering how Taylor Swift is dealing with that. Yeah. That's uh, that's an interesting point of view. Pray, yeah. Prayers, you know. Yeah. <laughs> prayers for prayers it's for T definitely... Swift. T Swift. Yeah. It's tough life. Tough life <sighs> so she lives. We also apologize for less than two minutes into the podcast talking about Taylor Swift. We've joined <laughs> with big media. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh any favorite commercials that you can remember? Mm. What do you think of the He Gets Us ones? The foot washing one. Did yeah. you see that? Well, interesting. it's interesting. Um, so on some of my social media people that I follow, some people mm-hmm. loved it. They're like, yep. oh, it's provocative. It's thought provoking. It's yep. um, it even kind of it's speaking to a person who's maybe a little bit left of conservative conservatism. conservatism. <laughs> you catch a niner in there? <laughs> <laughs> a liberal. It's, it's like it was yeah. pointed towards one yeah. that feels a progressives. Liberal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then others are like, that's it's not painting a portrait of Jesus that if we had one minute to talk about Jesus, not what we would talk about. And mm. so I don't, I don't know. It's hard. You see both sides of that, but, um, I just love the fact that Jesus is mentioned yeah, on all. a platform. Well, I, I always tend to be, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot easier to be a critic than a creator. Yeah. Good point. And, uh, the people that are the critics, I don't have as much patience for them mm-hmm. uh, and I have a lot of patience for people that are trying. Yeah. And so what I like about the, he gets us, campaign is that there's people out there that are trying to say something about Jesus in an intriguing way to get people to listen. Right. And I did see a little bit of, I've seen some discussion online about this as Uh well, where it was, you know, this is kind of how Jesus even talked about himself. Mm -hmm. It was never, Jesus never told everything about himself to Mm -hmm. someone the first time he Yeah. He met them. Good point. And maybe even not the second or third time even. Right. Right. But he tells a little bit and tells a little more and tells a little more. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of interesting. That was actually uh, our good friend, Josh Matlock uh, gave that point. Oh, really? Yeah. How he, the way that Jesus, you know, talked about himself in that way. One of the pushbacks I heard was um, you spent so much money that could have been given to the poor. And then someone quoted... You know, where the um, sinful woman, quote, unquote, like goes and pours out the perfume and the (laughs) disciples are all Judas is all mad. Like that could have been given to the poor. And it's like, oh, that was like, it's true. That was a checkmate right there. Yeah. So it's it's okay to be, you know, know, to be uh, to want to double check stuff. Sure. Make sure it's right. Like. You know, is this a Mormon ad or is this a, <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, wait, right. what is this actually? Is right. this a hidden Scientology ad? Because there was a few of those. Yeah. A lot of those actually. Yeah. Um, but I, that's where I do tend to say it's easier to be a critic. And so uh-huh. let's, let's at least take some swings. So mm-hmm. good on them for taking a swing. Sure. In, in my view. Yeah. But, uh, and there was also a, is it called Hallow app? It's like a prayer app that's, um, that's Catholic mm-hmm. or at least created by people that are Catholic. Yeah. Um, it's definitely Catholic, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So that was also like, so I know, Mark, there Mark, were like several things within the Super Bowl that were, it was interesting, huh? I don't <laughs> yeah. remember that in years. I mean, I think that He Gets Us was last year as well, but I think previous to that, there wasn't uh-huh. that platform was used for that. It was interesting. I only remember one ad last year, <laughs> last year, Super Bowl. Huh? It was U2 um, announcing their their, uh, <laughs> oh, Sphere Run. That they, was, a, that was a Super announced Bowl ad. it at the Super Bowl. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Did you see, speaking of U2, I don't know if you saw in the pre-game or if it was leading, in the lead up to the game, uh-huh. there was this whole piece that had people standing on the stage that looked like a record player. Um, and uh, I, I think it was actually, uh, or no, or was it during that, it was like during a gospel song or something. It was, uh-huh. or uh, anyway, it was like something in the beginning, but it was definitely, they were standing on u stage in Whoa. the sphere. Whoa. It was this whole thing in the sphere. In the pregame, and I was, I was just sitting there watching, thinking, I recognize that's that. that. That's because that's not the Sphere stage; that's <laughs> right. the U two stage. So I was right. hyped, hyped for that. So there you go. Ding! I U2 had some friends. I had some version. friends go to um, a U two show this weekend yes. in Las Vegas, and I was like, Wow, what an interesting weekend! <laughs> like they didn't weren't there for the Super Bowl; they were there for the concert. It's like, yeah, I bet every room was so more like yeah. expensive, and but maybe it's the weekend to go because people aren't going to it. I don't know how that would work if it's more expensive to go to U two. On Super Bowl weekend or not? I know. I wonder because oh yeah, if people aren't going to that, and I wonder if so many people are avoiding right going to Vegas this weekend. Maybe that's the thought that I wonder if it's even less crowded. Almost yeah, yeah, because it's sure the sixty thousand people or whatever fit in the stadium were yeah. there, but there's a game all the time there. I know. Anyway, that's uh, true. Oh, I guess eight times a year or something. Yeah, <laughs> I did enjoy the Dunkin' Donuts commercial with yes. uh, Ben Affleck, Matt yes, Damon, Tom Brady, Jet J Lo. That was. <laughs> That was a good one. It's funny how today though, I'm not sitting here just thinking about the, like all the awesome ads. I'm I'm not sitting here remembering uh-huh. this this lineup. Why am I not? Maybe they weren't. Maybe they weren't it was as effective did. for you. Yeah. Yeah, for me. Yeah. So I don't know. I, that one was funny though. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you'd say I might be like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah I was, right. That was funny. Right. <laughs> there are every time, once in a while like, you like will watch a commercial and you're like, wow, they spent. All that money for that Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's just either boring or it's just kind of like misses the point or what right or some pharmaceutical company thing. i'm like how many times do people (laughs) tell the doctor what medicine they want to (laughs) take i just feel like i take whatever they say (laughs) if (laughs) i'm sick you know you just voiced something that i've always thought about but never verbalized that is so true how many of you would go to your doctor and be like okay Yeah, yeah. Here's how we're (laughs) going to solve my dermatitis. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's always something very niche and, like, specific to some right. weird rash or whatever. Right. You know? I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> ask your doctor about Ozempic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. I mean, I mean I'm sure there's got to be reasons they do. Or they just oh, have yeah. so much money they just get to spend out. <laughs> Maybe that's it, too. Their budget's going to get cut next year, so they spend <laughs> They spend it all. What would you... Okay, so if <laughs> Calvary Church oh, yeah. could do a 30-second spot the Super Bowl... Oh yeah. What would you, uh, what um, would you include? What would you, what yeah, would you say? Pure Christmas tree lighting. <laughs> 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 I know what would be the, would it be Christmas stuff? Would it be Easter stuff? Would it be VBS? I would think, you yeah. know, some of that kind of thing. Right. In an outreach perspective, those would be the more outreachy kind yeah. of things. In yeah. That evangelistically.
1: Hey, everybody.
0: Yeah. If you're in Santa Ana, come <laughs> to Calvary church. Ten ten, North Tustin. <laughs> right by the five and the fifty-five. Yeah, we should have a contest of people could make their Super Bowl ad for Calvary. Yes, what would, what would you make? That'd be brilliant. I can't wait to see yours. So much, Oh but you have to star in your own too. You can't have someone else. star Oh no, right? that's like whoa. Oh, that's that's all. That's a lot. Directors don't star in their commercials. <laughs> I think, I- but I'd want to hear you giving the, your pitch though. <laughs> you, you don't have to be in the ad, but you have to be in the video giving your pitch. Okay, for your okay, ad. yeah, that's, that's what it is. You could still use Ben Affleck and J Lo. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> <You> could, yeah, <laughs> to talk about Calvary. <laughs> oh, that's good. I would do like a drone, just like flying through every room, like zoom, 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 Dude, zoom. like that one of the Dallas Cowboys practice facility. Yes, yeah, i watched that, that one. Through there. It's incredible. So. It was cooler in that video than I've been there twice in real life. Uh-huh. It's way cooler in that video. Really? Than it was in real life. Even. Oh. That video was epic. So that's what we need—a really a, a video that's even better than what we are in real life. <laughs> <laughs> that's every commercial, right? <laughs> exactly. You look at the photo, you're like, "Wow, that hamburger is huge, Wendy's." And then you get there, you're like, "Where's the beef?" <laughs> well, I went, I went back to the '80s, but it stuck with you. Yeah. All right, let's um, let's move into a little reflection on mm-hmm. church yesterday we're recording yes. on a Monday after yes. the Super Bowl obviously after our new life Calvary combo Sunday with the super bowl mm-hmm. and we had Jackie Slater mm-hmm. with us on stage with you yeah. on stage which was great I guess yeah. with, with me for uh, for five seconds. yeah um, <laughs> um, but and Matt Hempel preached a great message mm-hmm. feed them. Yeah. So let's talk about it. What was, uh, what were some standouts for you that you want to chat about? Uh, new life is always going to feel close to our hearts. And so it's just fun having, uh, the congregation from there join us on a Sunday morning. This is probably what we've done this six or seven times now or something like that. Yeah. It's, it's many times. Yeah. So it's become really fun traditions, fun having part of our worship team be from new life too. just dear, dear friends of ours, people we've watched kind of grow up. And mm-hmm. not kind of, we have yeah. watched them grow up. Some actually grew up and then some even over the last nine years sure. mature a lot, yeah. too, that maybe we're already adults when yeah. we met them. Yeah. And this is kind of a unique year, too, as you said. So now they're independent. Yes. So they have their own elder board, their yeah. own um, kind of independent financial. Like bylaws. Bylaws. Yeah, incorporation. Yeah. That kind of stuff. 501-3-C. Yeah. yeah. So it's fun now to see them like, they they moved out of the house. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I want to say that, like, I mean, they've already been doing great stuff and totally. doing their own, but like in a Aunt sense Matt's now, still, like office is still here. Yeah. So yeah. Not all the way out of the house. They still got a little, a little. <laughs> we keep their bedroom <laughs> decorated for them. That's like every <laughs> once in a while, Marie, my <laughs> wife has <laughs> been out of her parents' home for what, 22 years, but yeah. they'll like, have I had some mail for you? That I came. <laughs> oh yeah. That's hilarious. That's yeah. amazing. So, um, so yeah, it's just fun from that perspective. Yes. Being on this, on this Sunday. And then, yeah, Matty Hemphill, just he's a wonderful pastor, wonderful mm-hmm. preacher, speaker. Yeah. I uh, just really enjoyed sitting under his teaching on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, it's great line. I'll have to use this at some point too, but this idea of like, I have 30 minutes, I have one piece of paper and somehow I'm supposed to impact like a thousand people. Like, how does this even work? And yeah. don't you feel like that in preaching often, yeah. like the inadequacy of that? Totally, totally. <laughs> and yet that's enough bread. Yeah. Right. You just have the bread you have, you have the fish you have. Yeah. And you, you have to offer it. Cause it was that feeding the 5,000 story. If you weren't there, um, where that sense of just, Hey, you've got a little bit of bread, you got a little bit of fishies. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I always say it's like piggies or fishies. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh. Uh, you got a little bit and what are you going to do? You got to figure it out. And, mm-hmm. uh, it's cool. Cause I was really thinking about this. I always have these sort of side things I'm thinking about of, along Mm. like while the main point is, is happening on stage. And it was, and this is kind of goes along with it, but it's this interesting thing where we tend to say, or we tend to think I need to do this thing myself Mm -hmm. or we'll want to do it. We say, quote unquote, in my own power. Did I do it in my own power or did I trust in God Mm -hmm. or did that? Or let God do the work. Mm -hmm. There's that interesting thing of, Oh no, just the Holy spirit's going to do the work. Right. And, and then, it's this weird thing in this passage where it's sort of this, no, it's all of the above. Mm -hmm. It's C it's, is it a, I do it B God does it or C both. Yeah. Right. And it's, I think that what this story is telling us is the answer is both Mm because Jesus there, they come to Jesus. You think that's the right answer. Mm -hmm. Jesus, Hey, the people are hungry. Mm -hmm. And then he doesn't say, okay, well, I'll just like make some food here, but he says you feed them. But then, it's Jesus that makes the miracle happen. Right. Still, it's still this crazy miracle, even if he didn't turn because he was saying it's turned, he didn't turn stones into bread or whatever, but he turned whatever was in their hand into more yeah. bread. That's just as crazy of right. a miracle. I thought he could have just made them feel full. <laughs> you don't need to do all this nonsense. Just like, boom, full. Oh, that's really funny. <laughs> but even that, right? Like, yeah. He doesn't. He didn't he wanted them to actually hand out yep. food to these people and mm-hmm. maybe interact with them mm-hmm. and have them f- have this sense of being fed. Yeah. And he uses us. Sorry. I keep going. No, you're, yeah. it, that's, it, it was an experiential miracle. Yeah. So I guess yeah. even if you were full, you would be experienced, but it was like, it was through the people. Yeah. It was, yeah. That relational aspect. I, I love that you brought that up. That's, that's how he works today. Yeah. And that's why, you know, this whole, you feed them, feed, feed them, feed my mm-hmm. sheep. That's the point Matt was was making. Is he does use us, but I don't know. Just like it's this conundrum, I always feel like a little bit caught in the middle of. And so this was helpful for for me, and I think for a lot of us, where you feel in between this. Well, I know I'm supposed to do something, yeah, and I know somehow God's supposed to do the work, right. So what do I do? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I guess what they did is they just were obedient. They did what he said. Yeah. Right, so at some level, he says, "You go feed them." So they're okay. Well, we've got this. Yeah. I was trying to imagine what it would look like. So let's say they've got their basket because there's Mm -hmm. baskets. Obviously, it says twelve baskets left Mm -hmm. over. So they've got a basket that's got a little bit of bread and fish in it, right? And so just imagine yourself reaching into your. You've got. You're holding the basket right now. Yeah. Okay, listener. Okay, Matthew, I want you to hold your basket. I'm holding my basket. Good job. Now you. Wait, is it a like a wicker basket or it's it's wicker? Okay. That's what I was picturing. (laughs) Yeah, it's a. It could be a pine needle basket. Have you seen one of those? They're quite beautiful. Uh, no, but it's, let's say it's a wicker basket. Okay. You're holding it's got a, it's got a couple of fish, or yep. it's got maybe only a chunk of fish. Yeah, because they only had a couple of fish, right? Yeah. And is this the, this is the lunch one, right? Is this the same one as the lunch one? It says they've got some fish and some bread. Yeah. I forget which is this the kid one. I wasn't paying that much attention, but no, I was thinking of it. It's not that one, but they feed them bread and fish. Yeah. So okay. Uh, I'm still. This basket's getting heavy. You're holding your basket. Okay. It's not that heavy yet, okay. <laughs> unless I don't know. Maybe this is how you're picturing it happening. So you're holding your basket. You reach in for a little chunk of fish. Now you hand it to a person. What What's going on? When does the fish grow into more fish? So mm-hmm. you just handed some a chunk of fish. Mm-hmm. Let's say you've now only got half a fish instead of a whole fish. Isn't that crazy? When did it, grow, did it grow back to a whole fish? Right. And then he's just constantly taking out half of a fish yeah. and giving it to a person. Yeah. When he takes the bread, he rips a chunk of bread off. It's uh-huh. probably more like pita bread. Sure. Like more like flatbread. Uh-huh. And he rips, let's say it's a whole pita in there, and he rips mm-hmm. a half a pita off, hands it to a person, and they're sitting there like, bro, could I just have a whole pita? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then, uh, and then, when did that grow back? Yeah, instantly when he ripped it does, it. does it? Can you see it growing? Or when he looked away to hand it to the person, right. he wasn't looking in the basket. Right. So you're handing it to your friend. Yeah. Okay. okay go ahead. Uh-huh. So you're looking away. Uh huh. You're not looking in your basket. No look back now in your basket it's full it grew yeah <laughs> that's crazy yeah. i'm sorry that was such a nonsense thing i just did but i but that's what no, i'm trying to think it, about it How does wrap it? your mind a little bit around it mm-hmm. that would have been if if uh if we didn't have matt Hempel <laughs> yesterday <laughs> that's why you, would have, you would have been stuck with that oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good uh yeah the dis- sorry, Cal, i'm sure the disciples and the recipients were both like stammering Whoa. with awe or like what's going on? Yeah, the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, what's going on? I mean, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And, that, and Matt was relating that like God's not calling us to bring necessarily what the task requires because we'll never have enough in a sense, um, whatever we're being asked to do, whether that's being a husband, uh, a father, uh, <laughs> a parent, um, a pastor, um, the places that we're called to work and live like... We'll, we'll never be adequate enough. We'll never have enough. And yet we're got, we're called almost as a sense of faith and obedience go, okay, God, here's what I can offer to you mm-hmm. and then to the people you've called me to. And then we're just trusting God for that. He'll multiply it, that he'll have results based on kind of whatever we have to give, which is so good because what's the biggest thing that we like balk at or we like, kind of like argue with God about when it comes to him calling us to things. It's like, ah, God, there's got to be someone better than mm-hmm. that. I'm not a discipler. Certainly that person would say no if I, that college kid wouldn't want me to disciple them. They'd want somebody else or I don't know, God, that missions trip. Like I'm just not the type of person that goes cross-cultural or, um, you know, oh, I don't know if I can bring up Jesus, um, at my lunch break with my coworker because, they're going to have questions that I don't know the answer to. I mean, whatever, fill in the blank, right? Yeah. We always feel like we're like not enough or what we're offering is not enough. And there certainly, as we've talked about this in the podcast, there certainly is time for training and developing. I mean, the disciples didn't just jump right out. They spent, I think, two years before a lot of these miracles were happening in Luke yeah. 8 and 9, and and they're like actually actively involved. Yeah. So there was this training processing time, and yet they still didn't have enough. Right. And God said go. Right. It's just it's a great application for us. I agree. I agree. So take that application and uh, think about how you can feed them <laughs> with whatever <laughs> aspect of your life. What you like might because I'm transitioning don't, too soon. I didn't want to talk about it anymore. No, you're just making me laugh today. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. You had a great speech there. Oh. You couldn't ask me to repeat it because I was trying to look something up. But um <laughs> But, uh, and well, and he made the point, the hungry in our world, both physical, emotional yeah. hungers all around us, right? The loneliness yeah. epidemic, yeah, the actual right. like food insecurities uh, that are around us, the hopelessness that so many feel, mm-hmm. I mean, people are hungry mm-hmm. in a sense, and we don't have, we just offer what God's given us. I love, there's this quote that Greg Laurie uses a lot, other People have used a lot called by D. T. Niles. You might <laughs> have no idea who that is, but he has this quote that says, "Wait, what's his name? Well, his first initials are D. T. Oh, okay. Niles. Niles. Okay. So, uh, but he <laughs> I thought it was a play on denial or something. Yeah, at first. So. <laughs> that's funny. Sorry. Go ahead. But he has this famous quote of saying, um, "I'm just a fellow beggar, oh, yeah. telling other beggars where to find bread. Yeah, isn't that story. good? Yes. yes. And I feel like that's kind of disciples right here. We're just yeah, here we are, Fellow man. beggars. Yeah. Telling other really people good. where to find the source of the bread of life. Yeah. And I 'cause I think the the other feeding stories after this one, mm-hmm. um I don't think it's in Luke, but um anyway, that's in that other feeding story it's in the Gen- to the Gentiles. To the Gentiles, mm-hmm. yeah. But it's funny because I don't know if the disciples were just like, oh yeah, we're good, we got this now. <laughs> you know, they still a little it, bit... it, no, it still felt like they were like,
1: what yeah. do we do? What do we
0: do? Yeah. that was the kids' lunch one, right? And so yeah. then it's just like, what do we do? Oh, we gotta, we gotta figure this out. <laughs> um, <anyway>. uh, <laughs> I know. Uh, um, That's so me though. I'm like, yeah, God oh, provided for 100%. all of my bills last year, and then a bill hits right now, and I'm like, oh stress. no, oh no, <laughs> yeah, totally, dude. <laughs> All right, well, today we wanted to be mostly a mailbag. Yeah, episode. well done, though, no, Matty. Well done. Yes, so good. My notes were helpful, good, encouraging. Nice, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying to you. I'm saying to, like me? to me. Oh, good. Okay. I'm like, yeah, I really liked them. Good job, buddy. I learned about potato farmers, the Choctaw Indians. Choctaw. Choctaw. Yeah. Choctaw native uh, First Nations. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, I didn't. I actually didn't know that the Irish and the Choctaw were such buddies. So, hey, you know, more, you know, um, did you like those NBC little ads that we had when we were kids? The more, <laughs> the more, you know, I just felt uh, like French fries after hearing that, <laughs> <want> some Potatoes. <laughs> uh, but this was a mailbag. We want to have a little bit of a mailbag sure. episode. And so we have... We asked for some feedback both at mm-hmm. our normal email, podcast at calvarylife.org. Okay. Uh, I also uh, begged on my Instagram. We're not beneath begging. No, never. Um, and then also we begged on Facebook, both uh-huh. Calvary's account and my account. And I tagged you, yes. which might have brought some of your peoples in there as well. Because <laughs> uh, Matt, as you guys know, Matt is an avid. He's. I, do you have like a VIP sort of... Account with uh, with Zuckerberg, where it's like a frequent user, you know, one of the highest rate users of Facebook. Well, it's funny that you brought that up because um, actually, um, I'm a, I'm one of Calvary's top posters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on the Calvary page. See? Which I don't think takes a lot. But, uh, <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> I have like a little,
0: I think I have a little diamond next to my name did yeah. I post on Calvary. There you go. You See? know, that's goals. All of you, if you could <laughs> there you go. post on Calvary's um, <laughs> Facebook page, you can one day have your own diamond next to you. But we're going to prioritize podcast at calvarylife.org. Those who yes. emailed, are, we're going to answer those questions first. Yes. Rightfully so. The email is our primary communication source to you. Uh-huh. Um, oh, I forgot some, I got someone, cause I've always said this. You can also personally text me. Uh-huh. And I also had somebody send a personal text. That was a pretty good one. Okay. Um, so I'll answer that one as well. Okay, great. Uh, <laughs> uh, no. So first, wait, what little caveat though? Like we've spent almost little to no time thinking about these questions and our answers. <laughs> so you're going to get what you get. I heard you studied these up a lot, so I don't <laughs> know. We'll, we'll see what you get. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, some of them, uh, yeah, some of them are a little deeper than others, obviously, and mm-hmm. there might be one or two that are require a bit more work, mm-hmm. as Thinking. we've said at times. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, we'll start we'll start lighter. This is um, this is from listener John. I think we'll just go first names today. Okay, you know, because I don't want to accidentally mess up, and then they say they didn't want to be sure talk. But there's a lot of people named John in the world. Uh, he says, "I always think John to write Sherman, in <laughs> John Norton, <laughs> yeah, could, John Horrocks. Could be one. Of, could be any of those Johns. Um, John A. John McNamara. John McNamara. Okay. So I always think okay. to write in after I've listened to the podcast, and then I don't think my questions will be relevant for the next week. Okay. Here's a few I hope will still be ap- applicable. Okay. Okay. I have this quote, friend. Let's call him M. Okay. <laughs> Maybe too obvious. No, just call him MD. So he's setting his standards way too low for his annual running goals. How do I help him get to 1,000 miles of running this year? Whoa. <laughs> oh. So Whew. he's saying 365 is way too yes, low. Yes, on a previous um, podcast, I said I wanted to run a mile per day this year. Mm-hmm. So that'd be three, actually 366. Cause we have oh leap year, leap year this year. Okay. So that's a lot. Maybe you are increasing your goals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John H uh, or whatever your last name is. Um, <laughs> I've actually thought about this a little bit too, because you're right. That does feel like a mile a day. I won't really get my goals of trying to like um, maintain fitness. So I'm willing to double that. Okay. I'm willing right now to double my goal. All right. Can you add 66 <laughs> plus 66? I was afraid of this. <laughs> okay. Let's see. That'd be, a, the I don't know. Seven. It's, it's like, well, it's like 600. It's 722 miles or something like that. I think you're close. Yeah. All right. So it's going to be great. Yeah. Um, yeah. And And where am I at right now? <laughs> <laughs> so far this month, I've run, as of the recording right now, 13 miles. And it's the 12th day. So I'm on pace for about a mile right now. Which, So I I think that that makes sense, though, early on. Because early on, you're going to be less fit. Yep. And as you get more fit, (laughs) that's the goal. Yeah, you'll be running farther. All right. Okay. So he's going to double it. All right. Three. You heard it here first. 66 times two. Yep. Uh, Then he continues. I want to know how Eric gets away with mocking the way Matt says a variety of words and then escapes the righteous abuse he should be getting Ooh. for saying member instead of remember do you remember when <laughs> do you remember when i said member i also say like way too much i'm trying to work on that but it's rough how do you work on that uh just really try to pay attention it's really hard like what I do you know? do just think about what i say and then feel, like how just feel bad about myself when like, i hear it like really like Totally. I don't remember you saying member. I don't either, but I'm sure I do. Do you say wash or wash? Oh my goodness gracious. Come on. How dare you? You're obviously from the West Coast, so you say wash. Yeah, there's not an R in the word. Okay, the reason I bring that up is I think maybe that question asker, I I don't know who it is. It's anonymous. I think he's from the East Coast and I think he says wash. I thought wash was like if you're from Arkansas or something. (laughs) Uh... I think it's Oregon also East, even. I think it's East Coast. Okay. But Warsh is one of the most absurd things on earth. I will straight, I will go toe to toe in a full on argument with somebody about this. So Do I you, think maybe this John needs to give you member because I think he does say Warsh. say Warsh. I think he does. Right. Because at least it's interesting that he, he's mad at me for cutting the R from remember and he wants, because he wants to add the He's very R, he's pro R. <laughs> He's pro R. That's what this is. He's pro R. He yes. wants the R's in everything. Yes. Okay, we'll work on this. Uh, and then he says, What do you think are some key things that help you continue to grow spiritually after mm-hmm. having followed Jesus and served him for as long as you have? Mm-hmm. Uh, and what would spiritual growth look like for Calvary Church in 2024? Mm-hmm. So it's a big, that's a pretty deep question, but uh, at some level, but I know for myself, uh, it has continuously been a progression towards more consistent time with the Lord mm-hmm. in prayer um, l- throughout the day for mm-hmm. me, throughout the day and throughout my life and probably less for me personally, less use of, let's say, a devotional book or something mm-hmm. as I've matured. I found that that's, a lot of people think those are super helpful for them. right? And that's great. It's this good is tool. no, this is just like, again, he's just saying for me. yeah. And I think I've had to less think about checking a box. Cause when I was younger and I think less mature, I felt like I had to do my quote unquote, do my devotions to get God to, uh, be pleased with me mm-hmm. and to have done my obligation. Mm-hmm. And now it's more about making sure I start my day with the Lord hundred percent immediately in prayer, the Lord's prayer. And then a little bit of time of reflection with him. Yeah. And then, um, and then moving on to a spending a day with God versus, you know, like I've talked about this thing of a a life of prayer versus praying once for something. Mm-hmm. So being a prayerful person mm-hmm. uh, and praying constantly. So that's that's just something for me. That's good. I spend a lot of time in the Bible. Quite honestly, mm-hmm. we, I read the Bible a lot. Mm-hmm. So I know it's a little unfair in the sense of uh, yeah. our jobs. Yeah, but I'm in the Bible. A lot of the day every day and Mm -hmm. so it's really helpful for that and i think that helps me keep my sort of keep my heart and mind fixed on what god's ways are Mm -hmm. instead of my ways yeah yeah anyway how about you buddy yeah i've i've been praying and asking god to just make fresh what is familiar and uh i've been walking with jesus now i'm 48 i believe (laughs) i've been walking with jesus a lot of my life Mm -hmm. and so there's a lot of familiar in my relationship with him Mm -hmm. I'm just trying I'm asking God by his spirit to make that fresh Mm -hmm. and it's so cool even this week he's done that in a couple just really significant ways Mm -hmm. I'll just share them real quick but in our life group on Sunday um Curtis Yates was talking about Ephesians 3, 14 through 21, which was actually the passage read at Marie and I's wedding. So it's very familiar to me. Is that the um, prayer, like, so measurably more yes, or whatever? Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's very familiar to me, very precious to Marie and I. Oh. Um, and yet, as he was reading it and we were discussing it as a group on Sunday, I felt like it was completely fresh. It was mm. just, like, new things were sticking out to me. Um, it just felt like, wow, this is, like, daily fresh bread (laughs) in a sense. Like it was (laughs) so good. That's awesome. And then the same last Friday, I was reading Jeremiah chapter one, and I just caught this little passage where Jeremiah is scared to be a prophet. And God says, um, look at the almond tree or or no, actually it gives him a vision. Jeremiah has a dream. He dreams of an almond tree (laughs) and he comes back and God's like, what'd you see? He's like, I saw an almond tree. And then God says in the same way, I will be with you. And I was like, what, what does that mean? Mm. And I've read that passage before and kind of like, Oh, whatever. But for whatever reason, I just kind of sat in it and I just did biblehub.com mm. and looked up the Hebrew for almond tree. And I am with you. And it's the word in Hebrew are almost virtually the same. So uh, God's saying, words yes, it's yeah. like this beautiful thing where he's giving him a vision of an almond tree saying, I'm going to be with you. So when you look at an almond tree, you're going to remind your mind, be remembered. Remember, <laughs>
1: Mem- you me- <laughs> remembered member.
0: that um, that I am with you. The That's I'm gonna butcher the words, but it was like he hika, and hiwa or something like something like that. Like very close. Cool. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I was like, I started crying. Mm. I was just like, this is so meaningful that uh-huh. God would do this uh-huh. and show His ways like this to Jeremiah, and it was like showing me who He is. Uh-huh. And I've read Jeremiah before, I've read Ephesians before, but Dude, it was just so like fresh bread. Yeah. Totally. So that's why I pray for. I pray for that for our church too. Yeah, that's super good. Um, I've been to one last thing on this and um, we might be answering too long on all these mm. questions, but we'll see. But is uh, myself included, not you, buddy. It's just, um, I've been praying, when I pray the 1002 prayer, mm-hmm. I've been praying God send me also mm-hmm. and trying to say open, and I'm asking God to open up doors of opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lord, open up and and then have the boldness to step in yeah. spiritual conversations, stuff like that. That's so good. even starting that, those kind of prayers could be, could be helpful. Yeah. All right. Good, good questions. Good questions. from questions. Just John. Uh, and then a <laughs> um, couple questions from Greg. Uh, this mm-hmm. is Greg with two G's. We won't say his last name. Okay. Uh, I'm sure. Would no... you say Greg? Oh no. Greg. 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 <laughs> Greg. Um, we love you, Greg. Greg. Uh, <laughs> He says, I would like to strike (coughs) winsome, the word winsome, from the Christian dialogue. It's become the hot buzzword. If you have winsome on your podcast bingo card, you will win every week. Wow, that feels like a personal attack. I know. I think I've said winsome a lot because of I'll say why in a minute, but he says, now I'm not just going to be critical and leave you without an alternative. I propose so the whole I love our listeners. Critic, not, the a, best. not just a critic, but a creator. Yes, yes. I propose gregarious <laughs> is a better and more accurate word. It's not just about being pleasing or appealing, shallow, but connotes fondness, togetherness, and sociability. Deep. Oh make gregarious gregarious again just my unbiased and humble opinion but then at the end uh spells gregarious with two g's <laughs> that is drop the mic right there I know, it's so that's the email of the week that was amazing yes you get the clap so that's good um Beautiful, well-written email. Yeah. And um, you're just wrong though. So yeah. it's winsome's a great word. Winsome's a great word. <clears throat> uh Tim Muhlhoff out of Biola has uh-huh. a great book called Winsome Conviction. Yeah. Which means to have your convictions uh but be winsome in how you present them. Right. So it's like the the firm heart, soft edges, sure. kind of thing. Yeah. And uh just be able to present things. So maybe it's you need to change. Maybe a new edition, though. Second edition of Milhoffs book could uh-huh. be "Gregarious Conviction." Yeah does that Does that feel like it'll sell? Winsome conviction, it feels like Gregorian, Gr- like like a Gregorian chant. <laughs> yeah, oh, and noestia, Just bust out Latin. Okay, here's some cinnamon, cin- cinnamon, 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 cinnamon cin- biscuits. Or I'm, are you making I'm struggling on the struggle bus right now. Synonym, Syn- yeah. Um, <laughs> appealing, engaging, charming, appealing conviction, attractive, sweet, adorbs, <laughs> adorbs. Okay, I like adorbs. I like adorbs, captivating, delightful. I feel like those don't quite catch. All right. Greg, Gregorius I, is okay. All right, we'll go with gregarious. Gregarious, gregarious uh conviction. All right, so yes. he, he has spoken. He also asked one more question. Okay. So we'll give him the floor since he okay. emailed podcast sure. at Calvary Life. Priority. Uh, he's curious about some of the budget mechanics. Okay. Feel free to answer. Of this it. podcast? What is appropriate? Of the podcast. Yes, we have <laughs> at one point bought some of these microphones, and then the budget is zero. Um, <laughs> And then, it says, Which I'm sure everyone's grateful for the deep sigh of relief when they're, oh good, our tithe isn't going to this thing. Yeah, exactly. Although we spend you know a couple hours of our work week on this, oh, so that's true. whatever that whatever that expense is. Okay. What happens when he says? What happens? We'll answer these is a few questions okay. related to okay. it. Okay. So what happens when the giving for a year doesn't meet the budget? Do you lower it the following year? What if there's an overage? What do you do? Yeah. Do you want me to take these? Yeah, I feel like we should have phone a friend. Ask <laughs> yeah, our where's, executive where's pastor Michael, Michael Wells? Wells. No, actually, and I do this thing with Michael Wells. I even just did it today at a lunch uh, mm-hmm. about something where I say, "Okay, I'm going to I'm going to answer this and then Michael, you just tell me when I'm wrong." <laughs> because it what people then get is an answer that is actual probably more understandable because it's more like from a, a fifth grader. Right. And then but then Michael can correct. He can correct the the errors like not that's not exactly how it exactly, works yeah. Exactly, exactly uh-huh. um but then if he had an answer though you might not you still just don't know right because <laughs> <laughs> he's just so much smarter than us okay so if we don't meet the budget do we lower it the following year so sometimes yes sometimes no mm-hmm. uh, we do take the giving trends mm-hmm. into account as we develop the next year's budget mm-hmm. now we also try to have... There's always this interesting conversation that happens uh, within the trustees and the elders. So the trustees are sort of like a committee. It's a trustee ministry team. We have ministry teams here at Calvary, not committees, but it's like a committee. And it, um, they are a group that oversee... They deep dive into the financials of, um, of Calvary Church and all the other... At, like the, So it's a school, missions... Even the Heritage Medical Building mm-hmm. across the street, and, or next door, and all that kind of stuff. They deep dive into it. They analyze that stuff. They're studying things about how do other churches uh, do this stuff. What are salary trends? What are giving trends? Even in the region, you know. So they look into all this kind of mm-hmm. stuff, right? And so then, um, they there's that group, and they'll have their thoughts about this. And then the elders are also having a discussion about what is the balance between faith. Mm and with and, and maybe mm, experience let's sure. say or uh, being a wise steward but yeah. also being prayerful and having faith for what dependent yeah dependent mm-hmm. what would god do and it's it's always hard cuz it's a little bit of you, you you need a little bit of both in there right mm-hmm. it's not just one or the other mm-hmm. the if it was you think it's pure faith and you make some budget that's a million dollars more than what you know, what our giving trends were last year that might be faithful, but it also might be unwise, mm-hmm. right? And so we try to um, look at that and and be prayerful and try to have a good sense of how God is leading us and how we would do that. So often we would lower the budget if uh, if it wasn't you know trending in that in the right direction. But sometimes we we will either keep it level or push it a little bit to try to see like where do we feel like we need to go. Mm-hmm. We have a pretty deep. Conviction, a winsome, I would say, conviction <laughs> uh, that we need to Figurious. be paying um, some of our staff members here at Calvary, and I would say, um, uh, yeah, just like some of our, yeah, some of our staff members here at Calvary need to be being paid more, yeah, uh, to be able to live here in this area. And, um, so we want to be able to do that and it's hard to not do that. And if we're lowering the budget, we also don't love wanting to have to let staff go yeah. or have layoffs or something like that to accomplish higher salary rate for, for the others. Um, but it's a constant prayer, prayer journey yes. and discussion amongst wise leaders. So that's part of big part of why we want really wise leaders and all of that. Um, if there's an overage, we usually have designated, ahead of time, how could we use these? Or they would Mm -hmm. simply go into a reserve, a maintenance reserve. So we do have a certain amount that goes into reserves. We have stuff happens here at the church. Like, I don't know if you guys noticed we had this giant hole. (laughs) We've had two giant holes in the last few years. I've never heard of a giant. I mean, I think these things happen in Florida, but I've never heard of a giant hole in California in my life until the two that happened here in so one happened in between the C and D buildings, which mm-hmm. were by children's ministry kind which of area. Actually, it wasn't a whole, it didn't <laughs> just like fall down, but it was like a leak underneath. Yeah, both both of them were leaks underneath. Yeah. And that's usually kind of what causes a sinkhole type issue. Sure. And um, so anyway, but those were both things that ended up costing a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And um, And even we've already put hundreds. It's crazy with this whole $1.6 million air conditioning project that mm-hmm. we have we already had spent four or 500,000 on just the worship center air conditioner um, out of reserves in maintenance and yeah. And so no, no, of, of replacing some big major parts and uh stuff, not just the, I'm not even, I'm not even talking about the ongoing maintenance. Sure. So that's, what's crazy about that project is like why we need to do that. Cause it's just, it's, it's literally a sinkhole of of money. Yeah. Uh, And so uh, anyway, but, so a lot of times that overage will go into that area. Mm-hmm. So good question there. And then he's, oh, go ahead. I was yeah. going to say too. this sort of on the back end, but we do get audited. Um, we actually bring in an audit team mm-hmm. to look through our books. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying say in the fifth grade way that I'd understand do it. it. Do it. Um, that happens, I believe every summer into summer, fallish. Yeah. Fall. Yeah. And so that's to look at is there any discrepancies? Is there anything that's, Uh, not being managed well or what and then we get a full report back from that it's like almost like a a third set of eyes you have your trustees your elders and then you have the outside outside auditing company company, yeah Mm -hmm. we use cape and krauss which is our independent auditor and that is a voluntary audit um and so we do that because we want to it's not because we got audited or something by the government um yeah. So it's really cool. We do, we do take that financial accountability mm-hmm. very seriously. Mm-hmm. They do this interview with me too, cause I'm the sort of point leader. Yeah. Right. And they, it's called the fraud interview and they uh-huh. ask me, they even, they ask me about Michael Wells every year. And, yeah. Do you think there's any reason why Michael Wells could be needing money for something Whoa. or is he in an emergency or could one of the other financial workers or or any other pastors Whoa. stuff like that yeah you know, is there anything with you i'm sure they ask michael if i'm if i'm committing fraud yeah so that i don't know i don't know how they look into my eyes and, and know what i'm saying <laughs> but i'm i'm never committing fraud i'll tell you guys this i promise you i don't know if i'd even know how but like <laughs> i am not doing that and uh to the best of my knowledge michael or no one is doing that right, right? But whenever they ask me, it's that feeling where you I get know. nervous. <laughs> totally. I feel that every time I go through customs yes, at an dude, airport yes. or in, on the Mexico California border, <laughs> like, look <Yeah>. up. <laughs> It's so funny. It's that weird. All of a sudden you feel like a a nine, ten-year-old again. For sure. All right. So he asked you, if giving in one bucket, uh, general versus missions, if giving Mm -hmm. in one bucket is high but the other is low, do you share funds or are they always separate? Oh, that's an excellent question. And then is the school budget separate or connected to the church somehow? So we keep all these things separate. Yeah. We don't pay the church's bills with the missions giving or we don't pay... Um, the school stuff from the church, if the school's running short or mm-hmm. things like that, we, we keep that stuff separate. Mm-hmm. Some things are intertwined in certain ways. A portion of your salary, yeah. you know, comes from missions, a portion, but then the, <clears throat> uh, but the rest of your salary comes from, um, the church budget. You're speaking right? of me personally, Matt. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You specifically, cause he, cause Matt oversees right. all of the, the reach missions. stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so things like that. So we, we keep that stuff separate. So yeah. that's just pretty and I think easy. That's answer. as I've, I've actually in the past, like, huh, why don't we just make one simple bucket that would just everything funnels in? And there's probably some good reasons too, but I think there's also some wise reasons to keep them separate yeah. so that we can continue to with integrity say, Hey, we want to support the people that we've committed to support. Yeah. And if we dip into that and have to use it for other things, yeah. It's almost like any of your own personal finances, right? You have like yeah. your savings account and your checking. And if you dip into one, you're gonna hurt it eventually. So Yep. So I like that we keep it separate, or there would have to be some major congregational conversation if we were ever to yeah. take one from another. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So then the final thing he asks about or no, he asked two things on this. What's the latest on the building fund? And mm-hmm. then he asks and I'll answer that in one second, but then he says, Why is the fiscal year July one to June thirtieth? Yes. <laughs> i don't know dude i've I'm heard a, sh- I've, I've heard, heard a reason for that i think i forget what they are i know i know smart people i know there's tons of people listening to this that are you dumb dums well michael <laughs> is gonna run in here Michael, is- <laughs> i think the fiscal year was set up like that because oh boy i'm gonna get myself in trouble i wasn't gonna try <laughs> i think it's because very practically you could get audits and tax things done easier in the off season than you could in April. <laughs> <laughs> it probably is some sort of timing issue of all that kind of stuff. You're going to, no one cares. Let's just not answer this one. Sorry, okay. Greg, talk to Michael. Dude. Okay. Come on. You're like in a small group with him. <laughs> I said, like in a small group with him. Do you hear me? So well, see, I he's said, supposed it. to be anonymous like in a small group with him, well, we but don't, no, we don't know who this you're Greg in is in a small group. With him. I know who he is. Well, would I. I know, but now you just like sold them out. Now people are going to I didn't like sell them out. I sold them out. See? <laughs> Dang it. Okay. Here we go. So, okay. what's the latest on the building fund? Yes. Now, that is um I mentioned something very briefly and maybe even seemingly cryptically or something on mm-hmm. Sunday of Look, we've had this whole thing of the heating and air conditioning project uh, which we know is coming. We've mentioned a bunch of times, and mm-hmm. as for giving, it's a 1.6 million dollar project and we've currently had Already had six hundred thousand dollars been given towards that. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, which is really really great. And so we have another million to go, and we'll be unveiling uh, in the course of these next few months, just a little bit of a nothing nothing crazy, but a little bit of a a larger vision of some campus improvements and some things that we can be working towards mm-hmm. uh, that. Also have some other need to do's as well as some sort sure of nice know. nice to do's uh, yeah. mixed to solve some problems that we have while also then um, making it making it better than it was before. Yeah. So um, we have some things we'll be presenting soon. So we cool. will be presenting that. So we're 600K into that uh, project already on the HVAC and then a few more things. So we'll be updating you guys uh, more like in April yeah. to, to everybody. So yeah. Yeah, so thanks for asking these wonderful questions, Gregarious. (laughs) Uh, We appreciate you. Uh, All right, another question. Okay. This one. This is going well. um, This one is going to be from, we're going to call her RT. Okay. (laughs) RT. We're just going to call her RT. Do you think she also loves her R's like John did? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd be defending that R (laughs) in her name. Uh, No, so let's see. Uh Learning about Houston was really interesting. Thank you for that. City of Houston. <laughs> You're so, welcome. Yeah, travel guide. Unsolicited. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I loved the act of kindness of asking a cashier their favorite candy bar and then buying it for them. That's uh-huh. really nice. I'll give that one a try. Okay. There you go, Maddie. Uh, something I've done for years that is just before I pray at a restaurant, I say to our server... My friends and I always pray before we eat. Is there anything we can pray for you? Mm. Believe it or not, I got this from a daily bread devotional years ago. I used mm. to use the daily bread, yeah. our daily bread. Uh, it's an easy thing to do, and I've always been blessed by the response. Uh, sometimes it's, no, but thank you. Yeah. But sometimes it's as serious as eyes tearing up and telling us her husband has serious health issues. Wow. So far, no outright rejection. We don't pray with them since they're working, but I'm sure they notice when we start praying. That's yeah. actually really yeah, a, that's cool. a good and gracious way to do that. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want them to make feel them, make them feel awkward or right. something like that. So I think that's really cool. Yeah. Keep up the good work, mates. Listening to your podcast is a favorite part of my week. Oh, that's cool. Thank you RT. RT. Uh, little, Not from Australia, I don't think. Little Just riff, I so you know. She no, said mates. Uh, uh-huh. Little riff on that too <laughs> is that Aaron Holm on our staff here showed our staff, um, oh yeah, a series of clips last week. Um, of it's based I don't know how do you describe this? It's like a person on social media who like blogs or, or videos them doing acts of kindness in public, like kind of random acts of kindness. And like I gotta tell you, I usually hate these videos because I yes. feel like they're manipulative. Sure, but these ones were good. They were so good. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, Jimmy darts, oh, Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy darts, darts is the name. If you want to look it up, Which, Jimmy, again, darts. the ones we saw were good. Yeah. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. I, we don't. <laughs> we have no idea. We don't like, know. Yeah. I'm not endorsing anything. this, but it, <laughs> the ones she shows were really powerful. But what was hitting me is every person that he would give like random money to had a pretty interesting story of yeah. why they needed it or the hardship they were experiencing. And what was hitting me about that is like, dang, every, and this I guess it's obvious, but it's <laughs> a good reminder. Every person you walk by at the store, every person that you're at a stoplight next to, yeah. um, your neighbors down the street, they all have things they're going through. There's yeah. all things they're concerned about, worried about, thinking about. Hmm. It's just kind of good to have that in the back of our minds, right? I think it helps us show grace to people. Uh-huh. Also helps us like, man, I want to be praying for people, even if I don't even ask that directly, but uh-huh. just to have a heart for people because they're all carrying their own weight. Yes. In a yes. sense. Yeah, everybody's got... Everybody has a story. Yeah, everybody's yep. dealing with something. Yeah, yeah, and so show them some kindness in the midst of it. It's really cool. Yeah, so that's really good. Uh, all right, one other question to hear that was from a personal text. Oh, line. wow. Uh, yeah, you like that? Um yeah. so This is a good one too. Wish I could get your phone number. Kind of. I know. Some. I don't. I'm just not ready. <laughs> Uh, this is good. This is another sort of behind the scenes. So some, uh, it's kind of the budget, but maybe this one's a little okay. more interesting. Sorry. Sorry, <laughs> gregarious. Uh, tell me about some behind the scenes stuff at Calvary. Uh, maybe I'll rephrase the question. Who are some of the unsung heroes Ooh. of Calvary Church? So it could be people that work in just different areas that you wouldn't like even realize. Yeah. That, they, that people aren't really noticing as yeah, much. that's but are a great question. Really critical. Um, I think that, uh, gosh, there's so many people that are doing, Mm -hmm. you have no idea. There's, there's a handful of people that are on stage Mm -hmm. at Calvary. Mm -hmm. And then there's another handful of people on, I mean, on stage in the worship center. Then there's another handful of people that are on sort of quote unquote on stages in Mm -hmm. other rooms at Calvary during a Sunday morning. And then there's probably 500 plus other Mm -hmm. people that are making things happen, which is what's so cool about So many behind the scenes, um, you know, I mean, there's as simple as somebody's job, Kayla Jones, Mm -hmm. her job is it's accounts payable. Mm -hmm. She, we get bills. She pays them. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She she writes the check. People submit their check requests and whatever. She puts the checks out, mails things out, makes sure that Calvary church is not a place that doesn't pay their bills. Yeah. Right. And keeps the lights on and keeps us with our health insurance Mm -hmm. and stuff. Yeah. If you don't know, we have Um, two missionary houses um, that our missionaries can stay in when they're in town. Yeah. And the bills get sent to Kayla. And so, (laughs) you know, just the average water, trash, electric bills. Yeah. um, She pays out of the fund here. So it's like, who who would do that? Right. (laughs) Right. Exactly. It was me. We'd be in trouble. Like, oh, I think it's somebody like Raina Bowman. Mm -hmm. uh, She... Is on staff here um, doing the she runs the emergency needs fund um, and manages that budget. She does some other admin like admin assistant type Mm -hmm. work in some other ways as well. But um, it's just pretty incredible the level of care and Mm -hmm. heart with also, though, a sense of let's spend this money yes, wisely. Let's not just give this money away, yeah. um, in, in ways that aren't going to be, um, really actually helping people, yeah. you know? And so, uh, such a great person that can be organized in the ways that need that, mm-hmm. that needs to be financially, mm-hmm. you know, accountable and, and organized well, but also with just a ton of heart and prayer right. and, and love. And she's people. led, she leads Tuesday night Bible study, women's Bible study here and has led mm-hmm. a single mom's um, kind of support group for years and Mm, years, which mm. is so cool. So cool. Uh, yeah. Any, uh, yeah, lots, it's hard. Yeah. yeah, There's so many, we're going to leave. Hat tip one and you miss others, but, uh, Mario Maeda and Ryan Joseph are, uh, over our facilities. Mm -hmm. And so they do everything from, okay, there's a leak in a bathroom Mm -hmm. and we got to fix that right away to even bigger jobs of like, let's, uh, Let's um I'm gonna even like butcher it, but like let's create a whole new <laughs> like place at Calvary and we're gonna do the carpentry too. Yeah, they it. remodel the classrooms. Yeah. So they do all that work when the we've raised money for mm-hmm. for that through our school. And so they'll remodel they'll do all that work. Yeah, which is cool. So yeah, they're more maintenance slash building mm-hmm. stuff versus custodial, I yeah. would say. Um some room setup kind of stuff and all that, but just I mean, it's incredible what yeah. they do. Yeah. Uh, with a high level of skill. Totally. And um, so it's pretty awesome. And mm-hmm. and uh, and and a lot of people that choose to work at Calvary Church, I think pastors. We got into this. We kind of knew what we were getting into. At mm-hmm. some level of, we knew how much we were going to not get paid and things like <laughs> that. But some people have transitioned yes. from from running their own company or right. having a you know some some other successful business in that way. And uh come to work here at Calvary Church mm-hmm. that usually includes a relatively significant pay cut. Yeah. And uh pretty pretty sacrificial yeah. and, and giving in that way. Totally. You know. Um, so it's cool. Another one is Nancy Sorensen, uh, as a volunteer comes mm-hmm. and cleans our nursery mm-hmm. um, every week. Every yeah. week. He's yeah. just there to clean the toys so that the kids are um, you know, not passing on germs the next week, organizes yeah. things and just faithfully does that without so cool. Ever having to like be applauded for it. We, I I, as I feel sometimes bad, cause as the upfront people, we get both the criticisms, but we also get the cheers. Yep. Right. Yep. And, but a lot of our team you know, is so behind the scenes. They never get the acknowledgement and just totally. so thankful for, for people like Nancy. Yeah. And then there's a team that's sort of similar or adjacent to that in some way called God's house care, mm-hmm. uh, which is a group of volunteers, that are typically retired folks cause it's in on Monday mornings and they come and they clean the worship center. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I forget, Oh man, I forget what the number is now just cause this is off the cuff, but it, it saves us tens and tens of thousands of dollars in yeah. what we'd have to pay our custodial, uh, our st- like custodial team that we yeah. outsource to. Um, but, uh, these folks come and they they vacuum the worship center. They wipe down stuff in there. They replace the little pens that get taken or the Bibles that get mm-hmm. taken by people. And we want those Bibles taken. It's mm-hmm. good. It's good when they're taken. They're, right. not, they're not being stolen. That's what we want. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they make all that stuff look good and kind of like throw away all the you know, communion cups. So you yeah. wonder if you just leave your communion cup sitting there in right. your chair, there's a crew that Oof. comes in Monday morning and cleans it up. Yeah. And, uh, that's, and that's fine. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we want. Um, that's cool. So it's really a giving crew of yep. you know, 10, 12 people or just more that kind of rotate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I want to throw out one more. Yeah. Do it. That would be, and I'll say this speaking for both of us, but it really is a lot of our staff, but is our spouses. Mm. And, uh, I know I'm speaking for B too, but just the two of us, like Marie, I have probably driven to church with Marie twice in the last 20 years, maybe three, four times. Oh man yeah. like Marie has to come on her own um, and often when our kids were little yeah getting kids dressed and fed and all that even still today <laughs> yeah, yeah and getting them here on her own as I'm already here doing stuff and I know bees had that same story too totally So very behind the scenes but like so important to yeah all the things that happen here. That's a good, that's a really good word. I don't, I was trying to think, I don't know. That was, a, that's the cool thing about sabbatical mm-hmm. is the last times I can ever even remember going to church, driving to church with together. Yeah, together is when, when we we're on sabbatical Yeah, and we we're going to other churches. Right. You know? Right. Um, and uh, that's wild because mm-hmm. yeah, we just don't, we don't ever drive together because mm-hmm. we, we have to get here a lot earlier. Yeah. So that's uh, all of our, that's all the spouses really, the yeah. people who have to be here. Yeah, On a Sunday or Wednesday night or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So appreciate all those folks. Um, all right. So let's get into some of these other questions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. You choose Mr. Facebook or do you want your preferred, oh. preferred pop platform or do you want Instagram? <laughs> yeah, let's definitely go Facebook as a diamond club winner. <laughs> <laughs> ah, all right. So there are... Let's see. Let's do a, let's do a couple sillier ones. Okay. Um, I got a question here from listener Matt Done <laughs> on my Facebook. <laughs> hmm. You asked for questions. <laughs> when is Larry Mullen returning to play live shows? Do you want to uh, I would love, add a, I would love to know this so the reverend larry mullen jr is the drummer (laughs) reverend he's literally he's a a ordained minister wow reverend larry mullen jr is uh the drummer of u2 Uh and um he has had back surgery and has been not playing this entire uh tour or residency whatever you call it Mm -hmm. and so he the the answer to your question is unknown Ooh, tba Yeah, we don't know when he's coming, if he's coming back. So we hope he is. Uh, I felt like the band did great with this replacement drummer, even though I love Larry Mullen. Mm -hmm. Uh, I thought they did great with him. Um, A lot of people are hoping that he'll play the last show. Whoa. Like that last show would just be, you know, and they'll... Yeah. So anyway, huh. it's the 40th show. They're hoping to play the song 40 Ooh. to end the show and uh, yeah. go out singing. it. How that would, long? That would be cool. So anyway, um, <laughs> David McLeod, who's your pick for the Paris 2024 Olympic triathlon event? <laughs> 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 I love this. Uh, I actually. Uh, my favorite triathlete. I have two favorite triathletes: Joe Skipper and Christian Blumenfeld. Wow, you know names. <laughs> yes, dude, it's so frightening. Christian Blumenfeld, I'm really hoping to be a repeat winner. He was the 2020 winner in Tokyo, and I'm hoping Christian Blumenfeld can uh, win the short course again. He's transitioned to more of a long course racer, but uh, it's possible he could still be fast on the short course. So that's <laughs> incredible. I'm in like an awe right now. <laughs> where you pulled that out just talking about short course wait course. so you're saying that um so the u.s won the gold in know the... christian blumenfeld's norwegian oh sorry okay. oh man uh, i don't really like any of the americans <laughs> <laughs> i get super like into america winning everything in the olympics well yeah 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 that's true but i don't think americans are gonna win he said okay. who's your pick you know it's oh, yeah, definitely yeah. it's definitely not gonna be it's definitely not going to be an American. I can tell you that. So Dan Skipper, whatever his name is, isn't Dan American. What's his name? Dan Skipper is the head of Ponderosa Pines <laughs> camp up in, uh, <laughs> that's where that name up came by from. Snow Valley. Uh, but Joe Skipper, <laughs> Joe Skipper, Yeah, Joe Skipper. He's uh he's pretty crazy. He's a crazy guy. I like him. Where's so. he from? He's from England. UK, okay. So okay. it's kind of like, you know, cousins. <laughs> <laughs> All so, right. That's let's not, we can't go too long okay. on that. Um, and then see, I got a lot of these questions. Uh, Do you think the rock band Feedback is as talented as U2? Wow, that feels like a statement, not a question. It's a trick question. Oh, really? Feedback was the original name of U2 when they first formed. Oh. (laughs) I actually like that name. That's kind of cool. So, yeah. So, Jeffrey, I I see you. (laughs) I see what you're doing. (laughs) Um, All right. For here's a more serious one for Bible study uh-huh. from Jackie. Okay. What commentary <laughs> slash author would you recommend Old Testament, New Testament? Yeah. See, this is a, this Ooh. question is, is virtually impossible. Well, cause I, it's various. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can help with a little but bit we, of that yes, though. Um, so generally, so say you want to teach a Bible study or you just want to go like a little bit deeper into the text and you want someone else's thoughts on that. That's been trained or learned. I think a great commentary set would be the NIV. um, uh, I guess this is called commentaries. NIV. Mm, No, it's called. uh, No, it's not life application. Shoot. (laughs) I can picture them right now. They're They're in our pastor's study. (laughs) Yeah, that doesn't help you, Jackie. I'm sorry. Uh, You can. You'll find it. Just application something. Yeah, NIV application commentary. Let's Just call it that. Um, But what's here's what's great about it is it shows you the text. It gives you some of the original meaning, and then they have this thing called, like, bridging the worlds. And it's like kind of like, okay, here's how the original meaning and the application for today. It is today. called the NIV application. Okay, yeah. So it yeah. gives you um, first century or, or Old Testament context, what the original reader would think about it, and then how it applies to us today. So I really like yeah. that, like, diving in. You can get into some very more technical commentaries, like mm-hmm. the N-I-C-O-G. <laughs> N-I-C-O-G. O-T and N-I-C-N-T, I think. Yeah, that's right. What it is. Right, right, yeah, right. I butchered that. It's okay. But um, very into the languages. Here's yes. the Hebrew. Here's the Greek. But maybe like in Jeremiah oh, 1. the GT, though, is the, the Greek GT, one. The GT one, yeah. There's like, yeah, these things, are, there's these crazy technical commentaries. Lately, so if you're, let's just, let's say we're in Luke. Yeah. Because we're in a long series in Luke. Yeah. The, my, I don't know if I should even give this away because I feel like then they're just going to know everything. No, do say. it. It's so good. <laughs> it's worth it. Be worth everyone grabbing uh, no it's super worth it so the there's two that I'm using primarily uh, and then I'm tacking on like a third and fourth after that a little bit mm-hmm. but number one honestly is probably Yeshua by Arnold Fruchtenbaum mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. <laughs> so good uh, so Yeshua it's just a book it's a four series. Four book series called Yeshua, uh, which just is Jesus in Hebrew, and uh, it's going through the Gospels. It's not just Luke, so it's going yeah. through all the Gospels, and uh-huh. it's a little bit of a harmony of the Gospels where it brings them all together, sort of in in order. What he would you know what he would say is in order, and then um, but it is including tons of Luke because mm-hmm. Luke is pretty big. And so anyway, that's really really good. It's giving a Jewish eyes perspective. Hmm. So Arnold Fruchtebaum is a Messianic Jewish scholar. Mm -hmm. So a Jew that believes in Jesus, but still practices um, most of the rituals and customs of Judaism uh, while believing Jesus is Messiah. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so he's really smart and really great. The other is Daryl Bach. Mm -hmm. So Daryl Bach actually wrote the Luke one, I think, on the NIV application commentary. Now, he also has a two-volume yes. massive commentary on the Gospel of Luke that mm-hmm. is also written in a way that is very understandable. Yep. He's kind of thought of as one of the foremost, I mean, he's basically thought of as one of the most foremost scholars of the Gospel of yeah, Luke, for sure, especially in evangelical circles. Yeah, uh, You get a lot of, in commentary world, in, the, in theological study, you can get a lot of these academic students of the Bible that aren't... Some of them aren't even Christians, Yeah, you know, they're not even believers in Jesus, but they're just, this is a piece of literature that they're deep diving. And then often it can be extremely far to, honestly, to a a very academic non, so not just liberal, but Mm -hmm. non, um, almost these miracles didn't really happen. These events didn't really happen. Jesus might be god might not be you know, yeah and I, they just approach it in this very academic We're just way we are missing the main point like getting right. very stuck in the weeds on certain oh man. background material yes. that has nothing to do with the passage four pages on the chiastic yeah. structure yes. of this thing. Yes. It's just like, Bro, that's a, that's a great example. Do not care. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Like, there's a reason for those and there's, they're good that they exist in the sure. world, but it's not going to be helpful uh, for you. But so I, I would, we have people all the time, not more, <laughs> all the time. We have like two, three people a year who will like text us or email us and be like, Hey, I'm going to do a study with my life group on Hebrews. Do you have any recommendations for good commentaries? So Jackie or others, feel free to, Reach Dude. out to us or yes. other pastors too that you know here at Calvary and ask their thoughts. Really quickly, there's expositional commentaries, which are basically kind of like pastoral commentaries, which would be like um, a pastor does a series and then it's kind of converted into mm-hmm. um, a set of like thoughts about it. So, mm-hmm. a great example of this is the J. Vernon McGee walk through the Bible. A lot of people have that mm-hmm. um, in the their Keller homes. And Keller, Tim Keller, and T. Wright maybe would even yeah. be with that. Yeah, yeah. So it's like pastoral sermons put into a book that you can kind of look up stuff, but then there's more exegetical commentaries, which would be a little bit what we're talking about with, Mm -hmm. um, even Frutenbaum would probably be more of an exegetical commentary there. So it's very much written at a theologian level. Yep. And that's what I like about Bach and Frutenbaum is they are written with a high academic rigor, but with, um, but they're readable. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) For right. us fifth graders over yeah, here. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. So hopefully that helps. I know we've talked about this a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. But it keeps coming up, so it's obviously a good thing to keep yeah. reminding people about. Will you be teaching how to make Swedish meatballs again? Ah, <laughs> yes. <it>? The people <laughs> the people are demanding it. There you go. You can find that video probably somewhere on Calvary's YouTube. Whoa, deep in the archives. <laughs> okay. Back to 2020 when we're <laughs> when I was doing my cooking show. <laughs> uh sure if you we guys... were getting like 300 people watching that like it was nuts it was crazy and i mean it was comments because we did it live yeah. and the comments were just coming in hot live yeah. i felt like it was we were all just uh, bored at uh, our houses i know it felt like a real show almost at some some <laughs> level it was wild um okay so then let's see what else i'm not I, we're just not gonna be able to do all these Here's an interesting one. If the government bans assembling in large groups again, how Mm -hmm. will you slash Calvary respond? Hmm. Same as last time, different. Explain, please. This is interesting because I think, um, Hmm. there is, we would never say same as last time. Right. Other than what we tried to do last time was to, as best as we could honor the Lord, first and foremost, Mm -hmm. use wisdom, the best wisdom that we have at the time. Mm-hmm. and <laughs> Yeah, at the time, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's what everybody was operating with. Mm-hmm. And then care for people the best that we can yes. in the sense of physically as well as spiritually, emotionally. For sure. Um, I'm sure almost all of us or a lot of us would probably not be as maybe as initially scared as a lot of us hmm. that were cautious as, as the world was. I'm sure mm-hmm. the whole, I'm sure the whole world would react really differently today. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it would also be very partisan today. Yeah. The initial response where it felt like at the beginning of the, everyone of COVID, it was yeah. not a dude. It, it wasn't as much of this partisan divide. Yeah. Thing. Literally Thursday conversation started <laughs> yeah. in our halls of like, yes, I think the whole world's shutting down this weekend. Like, <laughs> I don't think we can have church. Yeah. And like, I don't think there was a church that was open that first Sunday. Right, right, exactly. It felt like most, vast majority at least. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I guess that's where I'd really, I I really in all things wanna make sure we aren't reacting either way, right or left according to partisan mm-hmm. viewpoints, but according to the word of God and the best wisdom that we can, yeah. with the best information that we have. Mm-hmm. Right, I, I don't know, I think that's like the only way to answer that question. Yeah. So. Yeah, and there's and there's different. Um, I I would even argue that we we didn't shut down. We <laughs> that famous word of the yeah, of exactly. the COVID. We pivoted right, so yeah. we were still working at ways to be on the same page to worship together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it really felt like through conversations with the elders, through we actually did a survey of. Our oh, church yeah. too, and focus groups where yeah. people come in and get feedback. Right, we're yeah. right. like trying. Okay, let's make a wise choice of when to gather and then how to gather. If but the, every situation is different. If if today California was like you can't gather this Sunday because no Christian can gather, that might be a different conversation than you can't gather gather because we're afraid people in your church might be hurt. Right, like so. say if there was a bomb threat right. at Calvary. Right. And we chose not to gather be like, okay, we're doing this because we think this is the best thing to protect people with mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at this moment with the information that we have. Mm-hmm. So you're like, okay, is that wise dude or you trust God in that or what? So it's like, I mean, I hate to even bring more scenarios cause you, it's just going to feel different look different. Right. But, but it's important to bring a different scenario. Yes, it's not just COVID 2.0 or right, whatever. Or 4.0. Right. <laughs> that I hope that yeah. helps question no, asker. hope no, that's helpful. Uh, here's one I want you to, take The lead on okay, you don't know what's coming, but nope. it's fine because nope. I, think, I think you'll, I think this will be good. I never you. know what's coming on this in podcast. Matthew 11 20 to 30. Jesus said, I will give you rest, yeah, rest into your souls. What does that say to a Christian whose life has been anything but restful? Oof. What does that rest look like in real life? Ooh, that's good. It's deep. I mean, it's not good that you haven't felt rest, but yeah, well, there's a couple of of Wells here to to dive into. One is I think the ultimate rest that Jesus is talking about in that passage is salvation. Mm -hmm. And it's the idea that um, your restless soul is in need of a savior Mm -hmm. and Jesus is that savior and he's offering true ultimate rest in him. And even if your life here in this world hasn't been anything but restful one day, one day when the lion Mm -hmm. lays with the lamb exactly, and all things are made new, you will experience wonderful, wonderful rest in Jesus Christ in eternity. So okay. I think that's part of the answer right there. Yeah. Second part of that. You're, you're just let me answer this. You're just letting me go on my you, own. You're, you're crushing it, dude. <laughs> I think that's the, I think that's the answer. I think there's some more answer. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. I think what this, what this question's getting at is, yeah, I've, I've had nothing, but I don't feel peace in my life right now, or I've mm-hmm. had really hard things happen in my life. I guess the first thing I can tell you is that Jesus knows, Jesus understands, Jesus has been with you mm-hmm. through those hard things. Even when you haven't felt like he's there, mm-hmm. he's been there. Um, and so I think it's safe to say that that God even grieves when his children are hurting. Mm-hmm. And so just know that um, God's near the brokenhearted. He's near you. Mm-hmm. in that. So I hope that brings some comfort to you. Will you find rest in this world? I don't know. It's not guaranteed. Yeah. But I also do know that God's gracious. He may even surprise you and show up in ways that do provide rest for you. Mm-hmm. Love to even talk to you more about that if you if you want to. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Thank you. That was from a uh, listener, Pam. So thank you, Pam. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I do think even in the times, because I think that's the ultimate answer of even what that verse is talking about is what Matt said. And I know in times of great stress, I even think back to summer of 2020 since we've been kind of hitting mm-hmm. on during that that season of the world, I was feeling a lot of stress as a leader, as a just a, another person living in the world, but also leading in my own areas. And there was a lot of unrest, also racial, political, COVID, all that kind of stuff. And... I found going and literally, this is when I started doing this. I'd go and put a blanket in the grass in my backyard, mm-hmm. and I would just lay down, flat on my back, <laughs> stare up into the tr- top of the, into the trees mm-hmm. in the sky, and just sit and listen to the Lord and listen to worship music yeah. on my headphones, and I would just kind of breathe in and out the sort of the you know just kind of the troubles of my mm-hmm. my day or mm-hmm. my worries and. Just give that to the Lord and just kind of sit there and and just uh, like just uh, that's awesome, yeah. Like that kind of like exhale, right? Yeah, just like lay there for a little bit. And we can't all always find that, and I can't always find that. Maybe you can't always find that, but there's some sort of time that I think we can give intentionally into finding some of that rest in our lives. Yeah, you hit on a good thing too. I'm reading a book right now. It's a secular book, so I, I don't agree with everything in it, but it's called The Secret Life of Trees. And Mm -hmm. it's the idea that trees have like this community and like almost conversations, (laughs) um, among the trees as they like kind of are rooted together. And there's something about being outdoors. Mm -hmm. that I believe God just slows our pace and our heart rate down Yep. and just outside. Yeah. And Pam, if you're not even able to, maybe you can't physically go places. I don't know where you're at, but like even what Eric described, just even just walking outside and just looking up can even just be a moment of pause and and helping that. Let's do one more. Okay, um, we're at uh, hour fifteen, so one, one more serious Thanks for one. Sticking in everybody. Um, maybe we do one more goofy one after this, but right, we'll see. Right. Um, one more serious one, and that is cremation versus burial. So, <laughs> uh, pets or? Uh, I have a feeling they think uh, they think human persons. <laughs> um, <laughs> so. Sh- and a lot of times where this question's coming from is, have we even covered this question actually? I think we have. I think we have too. Yeah. Should we um, is it okay to cremate mm-hmm. is usually what that question comes from. Mm-hmm. Uh, some questions about even in Jewish practices they would um, they would not agree with cremation in Old Testament Jewish practices. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not a biblic- it's not a biblical command. Necessarily, or and nowhere in the Bible does it say you can't, you know, do that. You can't cremate a body or something Mm -hmm. like that. Now, um, there is concern of what the concern comes from is people think, can the body then sort of be resurrected on the last day, so to speak? Because it talks about that. Yeah, um, the day that Christ returns, the resurrected will raise from their graves. Yeah, exactly. The believers in Christ will raise from their graves physically. So I think that's crazy. I know it is. It is crazy, and I think what you really have to think about. I think we get way too literal with this in uh, the way that that what we think and, and how we think about this. And I think we also very much so limit God mm. uh, with this because you have to think about for thousands of years, people have been dying hmm. and being buried yeah. in the ground. Yeah. And do we really think these people from four thousand years ago, let's say, that were buried in the ground, that their bodies, that any aspect of their body, in the sense of like what we think of a whole body or even like a whole skeleton mm-hmm. is just still there? Mm-hmm. No way, man. No. I mean, they've they've turned to dust. Yeah. And that's really what cremation is. It's turned to dust. Yeah. And to dust you'll return. Yeah, exactly. And so the You're buried and the the worms come and decay, decomposition begins to happen and uh, that even the best coffin you could ever buy over thousands of years is going to decompose eventually. Right. Right. And so there's no way that Methuselah, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to go way back yeah. is buried and now he's not going to go to heaven because his body's not whole right. or, or something like that. And then I always think about, you know, I think about something like nine eleven. Mm-hmm. Uh, so are those people, the people that died in nine eleven? and as that fire began to burn so much like that and those bodies were completely burned up, are they not going to heaven? Mm-hmm. Um, I just think sort of practically logistically, right. that's, that's not, that's not possible. You get, yeah blown up in a bomb explosion or something. Right. And that, but I do think that whatever those molecules and atoms of, of who we are, you know, however that is, is Mm -hmm. somehow could be miraculously brought up. And we are given a new body though. We're not just given a fixed up body. Yeah. We're given a new body. So we are raised up. It might be a little more uh, metaphorical Mm -hmm. than literal in the way that you're thinking about it Mm -hmm. because we're raised up in some way. I don't know how that works, but we are then given a new body, not a fixed up old body. It's that's the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. It's and uh, so anyway, uh, our glorious bodies yeah. will be will be uh, able to be brought up. So now my, I'll I'll put, my, yeah. my bad shoulder won't hurt anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'll take it to a personal example. I mean, we cremated my mother. Mm-hmm. So my mom passed away. It's the last person in our family. Um uh, that, that died and, and we cremated her mm-hmm. and we scattered her ashes in a certain spot mm-hmm. and um, that spot is very special to us. Mm-hmm. And so I think sometimes, too, you can feel like you want something to vi- like a, some place to visit or mm-hmm. something like that or a place to commemorate or just remember. And it's this place. Uh, I don't want to say it. it's like our place, you know, yeah, but there's yeah. just a place that um, is down That's in. Cool. in um, that I can go to and can sit in a spot and, and remember. Yeah. Yeah. And just think about my mom and it's, that's where we scattered her ashes. I don't think she's there though. I don't really think of it that way. She's in, she's with the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. So in some ways it's like, yeah, present, be absent from the body is present with the Lord. So it's like, we don't go to visit somebody to commune with them or talk with them there, be closer to them there. But it does like, there is something like I go to my my grandma and grandpa are up at Forest Lawn up yeah. in Whittier. I've been up there a couple times and just sat kind of next to their little placards there and there's something about it that just feels yeah sacred and special. so I don't knock anybody for doing that totally. Too. Um, I would say too, I think it would help <laughs> all of us if we kind of made that decision for our families. So there was something yeah. that we did in writing or in our um, trust or will. That would just say, hey, I prefer this yes. because I do think it's a tremendous burden. I've kind of pastored people through this yeah. where it's like, I don't know what mom wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, And so you're at this like kind of having to make a decision really quickly with a mortuary or. Well, where... and then you can have different opinions in a family too. Yes. And then you can get fractures. Yes. And relational strife. Right. right? And so that's where it can get really hard for. T- yeah. It's really good if you can do this advice that you just said yeah. help your family by making that decision for them yeah it's good um okay i think that's uh, enough for today. we might be All able right. to cover sorry if we didn't cover your question we will uh we will cover because i will say one question from ben hopkins uh-huh. uh he says i got called out for asking too many questions <laughs> <laughs> he's been kind of quiet lately do you want my questions or not? <laughs> ben, we do. And he asked three other questions that are all good questions. So we're going to cover them at some other point, but ben, we do stay want... tuned. Yes. Yeah, stay tuned. Uh, but yeah, we definitely want your questions. It's Ben H. We don't want to say last name. Oh, right. sorry. Sorry. Ben H. Hopkins. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Ben. We love you listeners. Uh, yeah, no, for real. Super awesome. Um, Lots of stuff coming up here at Calvary, coming up soon. It's almost time for your favorite time of year. Yes, Reach Week. Yay! Going to have some missionaries from around the world coming in, which is fun. Are you? I thought you were talking about Valentine's Day. Oh, (laughs) just kidding. Well, and guess what? So (laughs) Wednesday is the double fecta. I don't know what you call it. Mm -hmm. It's Valentine's Day this Wednesday. Yes. It's also Ash Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, so Lent starts. I was thinking if you were a high church person, you got to... You got to go to, maybe that's, you could get out of having to pay for dinner or something. like. that. Hey, we got to go to Ash Wednesday service. So if you, if guys out there, you know, you want me to put on an Ash Wednesday service just so that you don't have to pay for extra for a fixed price menu on Valentine's day. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, I love that. No, no that's good. Um, maybe next time we can talk about if you chose to give up anything for, for Lent. I'm thinking about it. All right, cool. I'm giving up the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So is our listeners. Don't give up listening to the Calvary Life (laughs) Podcast. All right. Thanks so much, Maddie. And (laughs) and thank you for listening to the Calvary Life Podcast. Thanks again for listening to the Calvary Life Podcast. If you'd like to share any of your thoughts, please reach out to us at podcast at calvarylife.org. You can find out more about the show on Instagram at Calvary Life or on our website at calvarylife.org slash podcast.